1: We know we've all been given the Great Commission, but some are apprehensive. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to share the hope that we have in Christ,
0: but with a twist. Instead of me saying you need to evangelize, let me say to you, you need to make a recommendation. Now we do this all the time. You'll tell people, oh, watch this on Netflix. Oh, go check this movie out. We recommend all day long. Take that idea and apply it to sharing the Gospel. This
1: is the- Laurie has the opportunity to share the gospel with countless people each year. He does so through films, crusade events, through social media, and right here on A New Beginning. We've seen more than a million professions of faith in the 50 years of Harvest Ministries. So there must be a secret formula for successful evangelism, right? Well, Pastor Greg Laurie would be the first to say there's no secret formula, but there are some practical pointers and he explains them today.
0: This is the day the day when life begins. Let's go back in time a little bit. I was a young man, 17 years old, a brand new Christian, and I heard my pastor say I should go out and share my faith. Well, I had a thimbleful of biblical knowledge, but I knew that I should tell others about what Christ had done for me. So I went out on the beach of Newport armed with a copy of the four spiritual laws printed by Campus Crusade. I was looking for someone to talk to and I found a middle-aged lady that looked like she might not give me too hard of a time and I, I walked up to her and I, I had hair back then, so try to use your imagination. that had sort of blonde <laughs> surfer hair. So uh, my voice was shaking because I was nervous. And I said, hi there, Uh, could uh, I talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, God? And she looks up at me and says, sure. So I sit down and I was so new to all of this, I hadn't even memorized the contents of this booklet, so I just started reading it to her. Uh, The Four Spiritual Laws, copyright 1968, (laughs) Campus Crusade for Christ, law one. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. I'm just reading through it. And as I'm reading through it, I couldn't wait to be done because I knew this was a failure. I knew I shouldn't have done it. I knew it wasn't gonna work and I just was kind of rushing through it. I'd look up at her periodically. She was just looking at me and I got toward the end of the little booklet and a question was asked, is there any good reason why you should not accept Jesus Christ right now? I looked up at her. Oh, that's a question. Is there any good reason why you should not accept Jesus Christ right now? She said, no, I looked back down, wait, no, no means yes. In other words, are you saying you want to accept Jesus Christ right now? She said, yes. I said, oh, great. Well, hey, let's pray. And, and she closed her eyes and I'm frantically searching this booklet for, her. what do you do now? I, I planned for fail, you're not success. I found a little prayer. I led her in that prayer. She prayed it after me. She opened her eyes and she said, something just happened to me. And you know what? Something happened to me too. I realized that God could use someone who knew very little to share the gospel. Well, I really started to enjoy talking to others about Jesus one-on-one I was never a public speaker kind of a person. I was more of a behind-the-scenes guy. And I always had this secret fear that one day God was going to make me preach. I thought it was gonna be a really random place like the supermarket when I'm checking out and the Lord will speak my heart and say, preach the gospel and I'll make a fool out of myself. And I never aspired to be a preacher. Trust me when I tell you that. Well, as it turns out, he did call me to preach. Not far from that beach where I led that first lady to the Lord, I went down for a baptism being held by Calvary Chapel down in the days of the Jesus movement. You know, those big, giant baptisms that would be attended by thousands of people. And as it turns out, I got the schedule wrong and I missed it. And so I found a group of Christians sitting there in the sand singing some songs. Remember, I'm not a pastor, uh, I'm just a believer going to church. And I sat down with these other believers, and there was no real leader. And when the song was done, I had read something in the Bible I thought maybe I should share. And I said, hey, I want to share something with you. And I shared my little thought from Scripture. And and, uh, as I was talking, a couple of girls joined us. And one of the girls said, Uh, Pastor, can you baptize us? I said, oh no, I'm not a pastor. No, but could you baptize us? And then I just thought, well, why not? I mean, I'm a believer. They're a believer. They miss the baptism. So I said, sure, come on. Now I'm walking down the beach with about 30 people behind me and I'm thinking, how did this happen? This is way above my pay grade, which was zero actually. And so I took these girls down to the beach there at uh, what is called Pirate's Cove Beach And I baptized them and I was so thankful to the Lord. He had opened this great door up for me. And as I was done baptizing them, I walked up on the beach there and I saw some people had gathered up on the rocks and clear as a bell, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and he said, preach the gospel. And guess what? I wasn't afraid and I proclaimed the gospel to these people. And as I was doing it, it's almost like I stepped outside of myself, and I'm looking at myself saying, Greg, are you crazy? You're not Billy Graham. What are you doing? Well, I just kept going, and before I knew it, I was saying to these people up on the rocks, and if you would like to ask Jesus to come into your life, come down here now, and I'll baptize you. And people came, and I baptized a couple more people. What a day that was. Well, I bring all of this up because... When we talk about sharing our faith or preaching, a lot of us get very uptight. There's one thing that believers and non believers have in common. They're both uptight about evangelism. Non believers are uptight about being evangelized, and believers are uptight about evangelizing them. Okay, so we're in a new series. We're calling it Faith 101. And the title of this message is A Crash Course on Evangelism and Discipleship. Let's remember a point from our message last time. It was simply this. If you want to be a successful Christian, you must read, study, and love the Word of God. Because failure or success in the Christian life depends on how much of the Word of God you get into your life on a regular basis and how obedient you are to it. Now point number two. To be a growing Christian, you must go into all the world and preach the gospel. We call it the Great Commission. There's two variations of it. One is in the Gospel of Mark. The other is in the Gospel of Matthew. Mark's gospel simply states it this way. Mark 16, 15, Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. Matthew's version states it this way in Matthew 28, and that's our text for this message, by the way. We read in Matthew 28, verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That's a great commission. To go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. Preach the gospel and make disciples. Where is Jesus calling us? Into the world. Who is supposed to do this? All of us. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to preach the gospel. So here's point number one. We are commanded by Jesus to share our faith. Now we call this the Great Commission, but honestly for some it's become the Great commission omission. The commission of the church is not to wait for the world to show up. The commission of the church is to go to the world. Jesus did not say the whole world should go to church, but he did say the church should go to the whole world. Point number two. These words are directed to every follower of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, Christian. I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to men and women. I'm talking to boys and girls. I'm talking to students and businessmen and homemakers and construction workers and surfers and guitarists and skateboarders and nerds that hang around (laughs) playing with computers all the time. I'm talking to everyone. Put down your junk food nerd and listen to me. God wants you to preach the gospel. Uh, Put down that thing that distracts you and Take up this word that God has given you and proclaim it to other people. Actually, in Matthew's version, when he says where to go, the implication is everyone is supposed to do it. Not just the so-called professionals, the pastors, the evangelists, the missionaries. Everybody is supposed to do it. We are all called to go to all people everywhere. Let me say that again. We are all called to go to all people everywhere everywhere. So here's my question for you. Are you doing your part to fulfill the Great Commission?
1: You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, Pastor Greg is highlighting some important points about evangelism as he continues his series on the basics of walking with God called Faith 101. Let's continue.
0: Point number three, this one might surprise you. To not Share the gospel can be a sin. You might say, Greg, you've gone too far. Well, understand, sin has many definitions. There's a sin of commission and sin of omission. A sin of commission is when you break a commandment, when you cross a line, when you do a wrong thing. A sin of omission is when you don't do a right thing. The Bible says, to him that knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So how could failing to share my faith possibly ever be a sin? Let me illustrate. Let's say you're a doctor and you run tests on a person and found out they have a certain problem. And you know a course of antibiotics could correct it or a simple surgery would make it right. But you're uncomfortable telling people bad news. It's kind of awkward for you. So you don't tell them anything. And you say, you're good to go. Go on your two-month vacation. Enjoy yourself. You're an irresponsible doctor. How much worse is it for me to know the way to heaven, the way for a person to be forgiven of their sin and find the meaning and purpose of their life and not tell them? You see, that's how not sharing the gospel is could potentially be a sin. Let's remove the word preach. And let's remove the word evangelism for a moment. And let's put a different word on the table. Instead of me saying you need to evangelize, let me say to you, you need to make a recommendation. Now we do this all the time. Like maybe you're in a town you've never been to before and you see a restaurant. and You wonder, is this a good restaurant? So you go to Yelp. And you read what a bunch of strangers have to say about that restaurant and what you should even order. They might even post photos. Oh, well, let's go in here. There's a lot of great recommendations. So obviously the recommendation of a person carries way. I, I am opinionated about everything. I mean, I, I'll have an opinion about what you should order in this restaurant, if you're in this place where you should go. Uh, for instance, like if you're out late at night and you want to get something, it's maybe a restaurant nine or 10 o'clock. Hey, if you live in California, you need to go to In-N-Out Burger. Okay, I'm sorry for the rest of you that don't have In-N-Out Burger, but it's the best takeout burger on earth. But this is not a commercial for food. But the point is, we perk up when we hear things like that. Oh, I'm going to go try that. Wait, I just gave you recommendations. Now, take that idea and apply it to sharing the gospel. How about if I say to somebody, like this. Here is the best thing that you can do for life and eternity. Believe in Jesus Christ. Wait. We're willing to talk about hamburgers, but we're not willing to talk about Jesus. You get what I'm saying? You'll tell people, oh, watch this on Netflix. Oh, go check this movie out. We recommend all day long. You won't recommend for Jesus. So go into all the world and make a recommendation. Call it what you like. You need to tell other people. Now notice that in Mark's version of the Great Commission, the words of our Lord are, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He did not say, go into all the world and be a good example. I'm not suggesting we should be a bad example. Because the fact is, by being a good example, it earns me the right to share my faith and nothing works more against us than being a bad example. But to the point, he did not say, go into all the world and be a nice person. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Why is this important? Point number four. That's three. Let's add one more. (laughs) Point number four. The primary way people come to Jesus is through hearing the gospel. The primary way people come to Jesus is through hearing the gospel. Romans 10.14 says, How can they call on Him to save them unless they have believed in Him? How can they believe in Him if they've never heard about them? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? Go into all of your world and preach the gospel. Go into your family. Go into your workplace. Go into your neighborhood. Go into all of your world. I think of it this way. I call it frangelism. You might be saying, Greg, you mispronounced it. It's evangelism. No, I'm calling it frangelism. F-R-A-N. These are the people we are to preach to. Fran, you're telling me only share the gospel with people named Fran? No. It's an acronym. F for friends. R for relatives, A for associates, and N for neighbors. Who do I preach the gospel to? My friends, my relatives, my associates, my neighbors. In other words, go to everyone you can and share the gospel.
1: great encouragement today from Pastor Greg Laurie about the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, maybe as you've been listening today, you're realizing that you've never come to the Lord to accept His offer of salvation. Well, you can actually do that right now with Pastor Greg.
0: Here's what the Bible says. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You say, well, okay, how do I do that? You do it through prayer. And if you pray this prayer after me, I believe God will hear it and answer it and Christ will come to live inside of you. So if you want Jesus to come into your life and forgive you of your sin, if you wanna know that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you wanna fill that big hole in your heart, pray these words if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin. I am sorry for my sin and I turn from it now. And I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Be my Savior and my Lord. Be my God and my friend. Thanks for hearing this prayer and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to know that God has heard you and has answered it. The Bible says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life that you may know. It's yours now. God has given it to you because it's the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Congratulations, and welcome to the family of God.
1: Yeah, and we want to help you get started in this new relationship with the Lord. We'd love to send you some helpful resources to help you on this new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Pack when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And yes, the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Well, next time on A New Beginning, join us for more insights on reaching out with the hope that we have in Christ. Pastor Greg continues his series on the basics called Faith 101.